0: Let us pray. Helps with volume. Holy God, speak to us this morning. Open our hearts to take in this familiar passage and what it means to love you and our neighbor. We know that all love comes from you. And we seek you as we meditate on this scripture. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Oh, loving one another, loving the unlovable, loving those who are challenging—it's so easy. Why? Why does everybody laugh when I say that? It's so easy, isn't it? No, no. In this uh, in this scripture, um, the Pharisees and the Sadducees are always trying to trip Jesus up. They are very legalistic and uh, with the Torah, and, and they're always trying to see how they can get at Jesus, see if they, he, they can uh, get him to say just the right word, feeling that he is, uh, they view him as somebody who, who uh, goes, against, goes against the rules, so they're always trying to say something that, to uh, trip him up, um, but he shuts them right down. Uh, what, Teacher, what is the greatest commandment? To love God and the second to love one another, they are shut by that, their mouths are shut by that because Jesus always knows how to come back. Jesus always knows that they're looking for something to pin on him he uh, Christ is telling telling them. That loving our God is the greatest commandment. Loving others, our neighbor, those around us, those in community with us, we must do. And oh, how easy it is all the time. End of sermon. Now we go to lunch. Uh, I had, um, I'm in seminary and um, one of a... a, um, class that I was invited to be a part of, it's called Interseminary Seminar, and uh, you get chosen to be in it, I don't know how, what the qualifications are, um, I, I don't think it's because I'm the best student there, but I think that they try to take a cross-section of um, different folks from the, from the seminaries and uh, bring us all together, maybe because I'm one of the older ones, so they wanted an older, uh, older viewpoint. But there were three from where I go, from uh, Palmer Seminary, and I'm, a, I'm Methodist, and a couple of the other uh, my, my um, co-students, they are from like Baptist and uh, different backgrounds. We had uh, three from the Lutheran, three from the Lutheran Seminary. I may have said two at the early service, but three from a Lutheran Seminary up in Germantown, and uh, three from Saint Charles, Saint Charles Borromeo. Um, In uh, Philadelphia and they they are they're little baby priests I call them my boys because they're so they're so young they I I I think they're in their 20s 30s but I think they're 10 Um, everybody looks young to me and uh, so the whole gist of it is that uh, we are depending on the number of students is how many papers and how many weeks we go and uh, so each student uh, picks a topic, and it's within a broader title. It's, it, um, the title was uh, basically writing about your, your own ministry and how that affects the world, how, how we can take it out into the world. And uh, writing within that topic is, is what we were commanded to do. And uh, I wrote about Bread of Life. I wrote about um, some of the uh, challenges that uh, we see coming through with bread of life those who uh, those who have such a need that goes even beyond our church and how do we rectify that how do we go about that um and e- when each paper is presented there are two respondents and uh so th- so uh, people sign up to do a paper and two people um sign up to do to be the respondent and we get the questions ahead of time so we're prepared when um when uh, we present and um as you all know, ad nauseum, because I talk about it all the time, I come from a Roman Catholic background, and um, my own personal experience was one of it being a challenging time for me, and um, I, I, was, I was wondering how triggered I'd be by listening to um, the, the young men who are, be, who are becoming priests. And so some of the things that they were presenting, I, uh, I, I found myself being taken aback, like, oh, right and having a little bit of, a, of an attitude. But uh, in my mind, in my mind, I didn't come off that way. But uh, going back a little bit, the first class, the uh, moderator, who is one of the professors um, from one of the seminaries, puts the ground rules down and says, we are to be respectful to each other. We are to listen to each other. We are not to uh, call anybody names. We're not and I, I was horrified thinking who would call somebody names, but you'd be surprised. Apparently in the past, in, in the past in this, it, it got a little heated, and it, that's unfortunate. Um, but it, it was uh, wild to me that we teach, we, teach our, we, we are taught as children to respect one another, to listen to each other, and uh, we, we teach our children to do the same thing, and then to have the first class being taught that to say, be respectful to each other. I'm like, well, we always need that reminder. We always need that reminder. So again, um, the uh, young men priests who were presenting, I was having a little bit of an issue with some of the things, but uh, I I took some of them aside. Like we would have lunch. um, Whoever we would, uh, Palmer Seminary would host one and we would provide dinner for them. Lutheran Seminary would, would uh, host, and they would provide dinner, and the St. Charles Borromeo would um, host, and they would provide dinner. So during the course of eating together, I would ask them questions like, hey, I want to ask you about this or that um, that was in your paper. And um, and they knew that where my faith tradition was from. And I said, my experience was this. Can you explain why why this is so? And they were gracious and wonderful in explaining and being able to hear it from their point of view, and being able to hear it, helped me so much to understand why certain things were the way they were in the Catholic Church, um, why, why, why men are only allowed to be um, ordained priests, because one of the other young ladies had an issue with that. And I, and I thought, wow, that really explains things, because I never knew those things before. I was thinking of the uh, church being um, misogynistic, not allowing um, women to be ordained, but I, I could see their point of view. And uh, what, what, I, what helped me was knowing that we are all children of God, knowing that the first and foremost is that we are to love God, that I am to, that I am to love God, that I am to love my neighbor so it helped me deal with anything that was triggering me in, in any of the um, topics that were brought up in those, in those Catholic papers. It brought me to such an understanding of where the church comes from, uh, where, where the young men are coming from, and it was, a, it was a glorious time to have my mind expanded with different thoughts, with different backgrounds. Uh, one, one of my classmates said to me later uh, when we were back at Palmer, she said, were you triggered by anything? And it was funny she used that word. And I said, I was, but I am still loving them. I am still loving them. I am commanded to love. I am commanded to love my God. I am commanded to love my neighbor. How are we loving those that we don't agree with? That we have different political ideas with, which is a hot topic. Different religious uh, ideas. How are we loving one another? Or are we avoiding, are we, are we being judgmental toward them? And I say we, and you know that I always speak for myself. Because as I say, I'm, mo- I'm one of the most judgmental people. I'm one of the most impatient people. And I'm always asking God to work on that. How are we loving each other, even when we have a difference of opinion? We are called to uh, minister. We are called to love those, to visit those who are sick, to visit those who are in prison. And with our prison ministry cards, so many of you took time, took time Took took a bunch of them home and sat and wrote them out. Because you're reaching out in the love of Christ what we are commanded to do. You are loving God. You are loving your neighbor by taking the time to write these cards and say I'm thinking of you. God loves you. Jesus loves you. We are praying for you. Some might have a a difference of opinion and think. Well, if they're in prison, then they uh, did something against the community. So I'm not going to bother. I have not heard that from anybody here, but I, I've heard outside of here that there are people who think that way. But I can see the love of Christ and the love of neighbor with all those cards that are coming through. The reception of of this uh, bringing this ministry into the church for the first time, you you you're loving on them and writing these. Wonderful, uh, loving, kind, comforting notes to people. You are reaching out in that love. Bread of life. When so many of you volunteer for bread of life, we get all kinds of those in in uh, all kinds of people. That are recipients for bread of life. I, I I don't know if I just mentioned this, but I did my my um, inter seminary seminar paper on the bread of life. If I didn't say that, I think I did. And and the challenges that come along with trying to minister to those who are so different from us, who don't who don't have a church family, who who don't have a church home, who have broken homes, who have all kinds of issues in their homes, have financial issues. And it's heartbreaking to try to, to try to think how to help more. What else can we do? And the unfortunate part is that there are those who, try, who have tried to take advantage of us, who have tried to take advantage of the church to see what they can get from us, to see money, if they can get money from us. And it's hard for me to, to even utter those words, but is the truth. I get calls all the time. I, I, I um, get contacts all the time saying, will you call this person back? And then it turns out that I've been scammed, or they're going to other churches. this uh, past week, um, just a few days ago, a young lady I was uh, asked to call a young lady. actually she's a little bit older, but, uh, but um, this woman and I was rushing to judgment, and I said, "Here we go, here we go. It's the end of the, I think it was the end of the week. And I'm rushing to judgment. And I'm going, here we go. What, what am I going to say to her? All right, I'm ready. I'm ready with anything right now because I've heard it all. And I call the woman and she is different. Her needs are different. And my heart, like, like the Grinch, just softened. So instead of holding up these walls, listening to that story, listening to what she's going through, broke me down. I wasn't loving God, I wasn't loving my neighbor because I'm already rushing to judgment and already have an attitude as I'm dialing the numbers. I already have what I'm going to say to counteract whatever she's going to say and instead it's a different situation because I'm not taking the time to realize, step back Joanne, step back. This is a child of God and i re- just received this morning when, in between services a note from her talking about how she, how uh this church has restored huma- has restored her faith in humanity and i just melted on the floor but in that instance i wasn't loving my god i wasn't loving my neighbor because all of a sudden i have an attitude already from the get go bring it and then this is a child of God who truly is in need of help. I work at the um, uh, YMCA in Delaware, and it is the most um, diverse um, facility I've ever been to. Um, um, Indian, Asian, every, everybody, everybody. And it's fantastic how everybody is so loving toward each other. Different cultures, different backgrounds, different ways of thinking. And we're loving on each other. We're, we're smiling and saying, good morning. How are you? How was your weekend? Even though they're, they're, uh, everybody is so different from each other, it is heartwarming to see. So it, it, is, it is a command that we have to love our God and to love one another. And we see what that, t- that looks like. We see the outreach, what that looks like respecting where where the person is coming from respecting our backgrounds respecting the perspective that they might have how many of you have had every, you don't have to raise your hand how many of you have had like a political discussion and now you're no longer friends how sad how sad or it, it, it dis, I mean what what tears us apart more than political discussions and how and how relationships can be destroyed because of it. Why can't we sit down and agree to disagree? I see your your perspective on this. I respect that. I don't agree with you, but I respect that. And here's my perspective. Let's go out to the Aston Diner now and drink coffee afterwards. We are all incredible in this in this church family with giving. We are all incredible in this church family with loving our God by giving your time. There's so much time that you each have spent in in outreach to those outside the walls, to to those who need the love of God. If you are held back in any way from loving one another, if you are held back, ask God to soften us. Ask God, ask our creator, our loving creator, how can I love more fully? God, how can I love you more fully? How can I love my neighbor more fully? Those that differ from me more fully. And no one, and, and, and God only knows, literally God only knows that I need it more than anybody I need that softening heart more than anybody. I, um, I I always picture there's there's a meme on Facebook, and uh, it's it's this statue of an angel and it, and its hand goes like this, and underneath it says this is my guardian angel that was uh, assigned to me and and thinking, oh here she goes again. I picture I picture my guardian angel or or God. Um, doing that same thing like here she goes again here she goes again but but god is still loving me because god is love because god cannot not be love god can only be love god is love our creator our sustainer our provider our comforter is love I think of it as, I, uh, I, my cat cannot be a dog. Your dog can't be a cat. They are a dog. They are a cat. God is love. God cannot not be love. So God teaches me how to. Teaches me how to love God more fully. To love, to love my neighbor more fully. My long-suffering God... My long-suffering God never gives up on me, never gives up on you to help us love more fully. If I am not loving my neighbor, I am not loving my God. And I'm inspired by this. I brought this because uh, this uh, hymn that was picked out this morning. I'm going to read it to you. It's only uh, 18 verses, so, so cancel your uh, brunch. Help us us accept each other. Help us accept each other as Christ accepted us. Teach us as sister, brother, each person to embrace. Be present, Lord, among us and bring us to believe we are ourselves accepted and meant to live in love. Teach us, O Lord, your lessons as in our daily life we struggle to be human and search for hope and faith. Teach us to care for people and for all, not just for some to love them as we find them, or as they may become. Let your acceptance change us so that we may be moved in living situations to do the truth in love, to practice your acceptance until we know by heart the table of forgiveness and laughter's healing heart. Lord, for today's encounters with all who are in need, who hunger for acceptance, For righteousness and bread we need new eyes for seeing new hands for holding on renew us with your spirit lord free us make us one if you are having trouble loving more deeply let us pray gracious god we give you thanks for your love For those right now who struggle, who struggle with loving you because of circumstances. Maybe they're angry with you, God, and they don't feel they can love you. Let them know it's okay. Help us to love our neighbor. Help us to, no matter what, love despite the differences. Holy Spirit, fill each one here to be able to keep these crucial commandments that you have given us, knowing that you walk with us each moment. In Jesus' holy and precious name, amen.